Hello, everyone, and welcome yet again to another week of Super Deluxe Games Cast. It's Thursday. What's today? The 30th? It is yes. the 30th. I just looked at my calendar. Yeah. Th- uh, the 30th, last podcast of September. Uh, we are getting close to the end of the year. I can't believe how quickly this year has flown by. Um, it's Guess actually kind of fucking. It, it's really terrifying. It's almost spooky season. It's almost. It's almost spooky season, and I, I actually really. I really freaked Kyle Gatto out when I told him, I said, I said, consider this uh, next March. The pandemic will have started two years ago. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, been, I don't like that. It's been so long, but uh, no, there, there's a lot of really cool stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, and of course, me being the game dad tonight, I had to bring my game daughter on. Uh, hi, Sarah. Hello. It's been so Hello. long since you've been on here. I know. I've just been like, I've been so busy. I've been a, an actual freelancer and I've been doing things. You look at you doing um, your shit, like, like working for movie phone. How are you thriving? Like, you. like wh- where, where else are you writing right now? Uh, so I just did something for a website that I'm waiting to be put up. Like the site hasn't gone live yet. I don't even know if I can like really talk about it. And I'm also doing something else I can't talk about. So I'm having a grand old time. <laughs> Very cool. Very so, so like, I'll, I can't talk about Essentially, um, essentially a lot of uh, classified information that you can't speak of right now is what you're telling me. Yes. Like, I honestly think I have like snipers trained on me somehow, some way where if I even like mention it, I'm just going to be like taken out. So. Well, I tell you what, like watching your career kind of grow has been extremely gratifying. And we all of us here are just incredibly proud of how far you've come. And we all know and everybody in the audience knows that you have much further to go. Uh, So don't don't stop. Don't stop kicking ass. Um, And uh, and we're of course, we're just really happy you're here tonight. Um, Again, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, but if you're watching live right now, if you're watch- if you're going to listen to this on podcast services, then you're shit out of luck because you're not going to be able to see what I'm about to show. But we got a couple of we've been talking about merchandise for a long time now, right? Never uh, seriously, because it's us. But but the dream has become a reality. Um, we got two pieces of uh, of merch to show tonight. One and I will only become- know what one of these is. It, right. Only I know what the other one is. I don't like one of, being surprised on my own show, John. Oh, no. Oh, Derek, trust me. Trust me on this one. Um, one of them uh, you will be able to purchase uh, um, the weekend, starting the weekend of Extra Life, as we will be wearing these. This is finally we have the uh, the T-shirt. Let me turn it around. Look at that. Look at that purple on white. It looks so good. It's super soft. There the it color is right probably there. doesn't come through super well on your webcam. Is probably that, not, but it's a how very close rich. Is that to our purple? It's the exact person. purple. Oh, okay. You like gave them the exact. Right. Okay. No, I actually brought it in and showed it to them. Okay. Um, and it's got the logo on the back near the neck. This is based on an older design that we uh, that we used oh, like before Derek's time. Uh, but of course, we had you know I enlarged the uh, the font and the uh, the cross the D pad on the front. Um, so the other merch is signed watch caps from John. No, it's not actually. Um, but, but first of all, real quick. Uh, so these <laughs> the other merch be is final fantasy six assigned by me. John no has less. copies signed by signed by me. Um, uh, no. So the shirts will become available for purchase the weekend of extra life, which is going to be myself and Derek, Justin and Britt as we all sit down and play video games all for 24 hours for a good cause. Um, they will receive their shirts there, and that is the weekend that these things will go on sale, and you will be able to purchase them. As for the other as for the other piece of merchandise, 
it's more of a limited edition uh, kind of deal. Not going to be available very long. There's going to be very limited quantities of this. Uh, but I wanted to debut the prototype for it now tonight. So I'm just going to have a sip of my uh, my whiskey here. <laughs> that is oh. some, that is some that is some tasty. I'm only here with a completely lame right normal Manhattan glass. And so uh, so yeah so there there is our limited our piece of limited edition merchandise right that is actually etched into the glass so it's never going to wash off. Um, and uh, these this, that's going to be like I don't know when the, we're going to these this is a prototype. Uh, but within the next month, you should be able to, but essentially buy extra life. Uh, only these will not last forever. Um, so, and of course, uh, everybody who, uh, everybody on this show who drinks whiskey is going to get one automatically. So I was going to say, for, if, if for the those, Kentucky, so, not me, no, everyone actually, but me, <laughs> actually, Justin, Justin, you're already taken care of. You are not getting a whiskey glass clearly because you don't drink whiskey, but we already thought about you. Uh, and you are getting a, uh, an actual, uh, Yeti tumbler to keep your Mountain Dew nice and cold. Um, oh, with, wonderful. With the, oh, uh, with the awesome, D pad, uh, engraved on it. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, we're not going to not give you anything. Yeah. Come on, dude. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, so so yeah, there it is. That's the um, and it's it's you know yeah, it's really cool and it's John, you know what whiskey is gracing that glass right now? This is Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Oh, one of your favorites. I love it. I love this shit. Although I will say, Derek, I'll give you a little preview of what you're going to be sipping on. One, are you going to have any of this around. peanut butter whiskey? Because you keep oh, telling me I'm going to get so, some. So we are going to have we are going to have the peanut butter whiskey, right? But we're also going to have this shit right here. Is this going to mix with my completely legal uh, candies? Ooh. Well, it's going to find a way to, won't it? That's, that, is the, that is a bottle of uh, the Yamazaki. Tw uh, 12 years, single malt Japanese whiskey. Um, extremely hard to find. Extremely nice. It's one of the nicest bottles you can get. Got that specifically for Extra Life. Uh, so we're going to have a grand old time. I'm currently um, having, just for the record, a uh, cucumber, aloe, and lime and gin cocktail that sounds interesting just i am full-on classy podcast I, mom right i'm having now. a coke zero hell yeah dude i love the yeah. new coke zero tell me you don't notice the difference wait there's a no it's good the new a, one yeah, is so good. i love the changes i i honestly think i might like the new one better than regular coke now I think like so not even just a joke i literally had no fucking idea that there was a new Coke Zero at all. That's yeah, that they, is they fucking insane. And there's I was, a new vanilla Coke that. Zero based on the new Coke Zero. I've got to try that. I bet that's really fucking good. How did I not know that? Oh, I'm sure that it's is. really good. Anything in the like the flat red and black with black text is the new stuff. So, well, at any rate, that, there's your merch tonight. There's your merch. We got shirts coming uh, at Extra Life and these limited edition uh, whiskey glasses as well. So as Square Enix would say, please look forward to that. Um, by the way, that fucking I, there's nothing they that any game company says that annoys me more than please look forward to that. Like we will have more to show you later. So please look forward to it. Like oh, Nintendo's bad about that. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about it, but it like grates on my fucking nerves. Maybe like, it's because it was in marketing, like gaming marketing for several years. But like, I don't know. That's. John, do we oh, get any kind of discount on those glasses? Like, do I get like five percent off or something? Yeah, you just get show? Jeff. I literally just told you that you like everybody who drinks whiskey in the podcast just gets one. Well, 
Yeah, in the states. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, know, I'm still coffee. gonna send you. A, Jeff, I'm still gonna send you a glass. All right, you're right, not gonna right. you're not gonna have to pay for a podcast glass. Oh, and of course, the mod the uh, for our mod team, um, the mods will also be receiving a shirt as well. Uh, they the mods, of course, will not have to pay for a shirt. Yeah, well, Pillnock, um, as as she said, is addicted to uh, podcast shirts. So yeah, no, yeah, uh, clearly our clearly our podcast team is or not just the podcast team, but the mod team, our excellent community mod team as well. Uh, we'll we'll get shirts also. Rar um, and Pilnock and Dio and Charlotte and Julian. Yep. And as as uh, and as for podcast news, um, real quick before we launch into what we're playing, uh, Jeff, without getting too nitty gritty into the numbers, um, we had some pretty good news for our uh for our listens on um on SoundCloud and Spotify. And you know, this is the part of like a Nintendo E three press conference everyone hates, right? This is the yeah, but I still yeah, but I still <laughs> want to chew our own horn for a minute. Monthly active listeners are up twelve yeah. percent. Uh, um, we're gonna throw the old growth. charts and graphs on, up on screen. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, how many people have listened em. to SDGC while eating a ham sandwich uh, uh, in in twenty twenty? So ham sandwich, it looks like uh, ham sandwiches 32. are up two hundred and seventy percent. Thirty two this year, <laughs> up from twenty one last year. Mm, uh, mm. Turkey sandwich, uh, holding strong at forty three. That's awesome. Cause turkey's the fucking best. I love it. Is that, is that sliced deli meat turkey, or is that like leftover Thanksgiving dark meat, white meat turkey? Uh, it looks like it's about a seventy thirty split in favor of deli meat. Interesting. Oh, that's kind of. I, I expect that to like bump I, up in uh in a couple weeks here when we have Canadian Thanksgiving and good, American good, good. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Why well, is our this projections for the end of the year are looking strong. Awesome. Why is this awesome. the thing that disables me <laughs> with laughter? I I, Derek, <laughs> this is a serious fucking conversation about video games we're having here. These are numbers, like, Derek. Derek, this is this is like this is the kind of shit that Matt Piscatella like lives for. <sighs> like Matt's out there somewhere right now. That, like we started talking about numbers, and he just looked up to the sky and dove out of his window and sailed <laughs> into the night. Like like that's that's what's happening right now. No, but seriously, like we're. We've we've been seeing some really really cool growth on. Uh, in fact, we have a much bigger audience on podcast services than we do on the live show, which is interesting to me. That's always one of the um, funny things when, like, you know, the inevitable chuds and bad faith people that we don't like to that that we're trying not to respond to very often um, are are like, you know, look at how few people follow you on YouTube, and it's like, you know, ninety percent of people listen to us on Spotify or whatever. They don't, which is why I was actually. Twitch. Right. I was actually stunned to listen to hear how many people listen to us on Spotify. We are an audio podcast that is that some people watch live and a tiny handful of people watch the archived versions on YouTube. Like, yeah, that's that's fine. And and you know what? Honestly, but also like that's why you don't judge content creators. You don't know, because not all of the metrics that you see are the important ones. So. Mm, I was about I to say metrics. half of those people are my parents because whenever I tell them I'm on this, they just have it on like. <laughs> so we're gonna see a huge spike this week. Wow! <laughs> so so uh, I should probably no. uh, watch it on the swear words, huh? I should probably. Oh no! Not please. I say fuck in front of my family all the time. You're okay. Right. <laughs> okay, good, good. I do. Yeah, the, I mean, I... to no, go, go be ahead. real for a, a minute, um, we have about eighteen thousand plays this year, which you know, again, considering we're. We're just this little gaming podcast that we do in our spare time. You know, I, I don't think we toot our own horn very much, but that's that's pretty crazy. That's yeah, a we lot literally of haven't that pitched pretty, a Patreon yeah. in mm-hmm. months. Like we just yeah. don't. We we just kind of truck along and let people mm-hmm. watch and support if they want to. 
so, you know, thanks. Thank you to everyone who has, uh, you know, listened to a show or helped us out on Patreon or watched our live streams. Yeah. yeah no, and, um, and like and for real, like, I mean, just the discord alone has grown to over 300 people, which is not something I thought I'd ever be able to say. I love the um, discord. Our, I'm, I'm throwing the thing out in the chat. I feel like the discord is actually the biggest part of the entire podcast. <laughs> like, a lot like of ways. It, yeah, it really is. And we built like I, that's one thing I love about this podcast is I just I love our community so fucking much. Um, anytime Your I'm down, community I just, is a reflection of you and what yes. you put out there. We said the that so many that times. We have a good a good community and a good Discord that is extremely diverse, that is extremely positive, that is extremely supportive, that does not engage in any of the awful shit on the internet and I mean that's that's a sign that what we are doing speaks to those kinds of people and that is a huge compliment to me. That's a thing that I get to be rarely proud of. I know um, that you you personally take a great amount of pride in how the Discord has turned out. God, y'all know me. I don't deal with, I I don't have the energy to be big and loud and angry on the interwebs. I do. So, yeah, you do. You you've got it for all of us. <laughs> I love you. I love you, John, but but um like even even like our community though sees like the best parts of you and not the parts of you that fucking tag David Jaffe <laughs> looking I'm for that a guy. Fight. I know where the bodies are buried, Sony. Like, okay, we're not yeah. we're not talking about we're not yeah. talking about no, that. Yeah, no, 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 that's the dumbest. We're shit. We're not getting not into a long. No, that's not a topic for tonight. But what? at any rate, so 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 bleh, 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 bleh. I can't fucking talk tonight. I'm overwhelmed with emotion at all at this SDGC love fest here. Um, we do have things to talk about tonight, and we're going to launch into what we've been playing. Um, and I was hoping that if you guys don't mind, I was hoping Jeff could kick us off because Jeff, you said something really meaningful about death stranding uh which i know you've been playing and it, it really really chord with me uh because although like i personally have no interest in death stranding at all um i know that you've been kind of struggling to f- to find your to find a game to kind of latch onto and and bring that love of gaming back for you um so to to, to see your 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 thoughts on death stranding was really refreshing but i'll shut it to, i'll shut up now like if you don't like could you explain you're like like kind of what you're de- doing with death stranding right now and maybe more so like how affecting you because i thought that was really meaningful uh yeah i don't know it's um i i played a little bit of on pc last year and i had to bail it was a, it was a rough month because i bought death stranding and avengers back to back and both of them i had to bail um five hours in because they just wouldn't stop crashing shout out to pc gaming um so you know that just turned me on. i think it got fixed since then at least with death stranding but uh, I just kind of didn't want to touch it there. And the PS5 update was a nice opportunity uh, to give it a second chance because I did like what I played. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I know Justin's talked about it before and I think I talked about it even last year when I played a little bit. So I, I won't like, you know, I think the discourse has been done. I know people uh, seem to either really like or just not get this game. But for me, um, it's got a lot of the things I like in games and the things I look for now. And I maybe just forgot that or didn't realize that, you know, I... I'm kind of uh, traditionally I play a little bit of everything. And the last couple of years, uh, you know, the pandemic's a factor. I don't um, enjoy things the way I used to, even things I genuinely like, like Final Fantasy VII uh, until a couple of years ago was my favorite game of all time. Final Fantasy VII Remake, I can look at it. I tell it's an amazing game. And I played through that last year and it was good, but I still had to like kind of force myself to play it. I had to get up every morning and say, okay, I guess I'll play two hours of it. And I played it and it was good and I could tell it was good, but I... I didn't have that like feeling, right? That like just p- 
pure uh, excitement, enjoyment that I used to get from all sorts of games. And, uh, you know, I have Death Stranding is probably the most it's the first time where I've actually thought about a game beyond shutting it off. You know, even when I play Flight Simulator, stuff like that, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I shut it down. I don't think about it for two days. Um, right. But Death Stranding, uh, it's like, you know, I go to sleep and I'm like thinking about when am I going to get to play this tomorrow? I I, I don't, you know, I'm I'm a little old now, like not old, but uh, mentally. You're not like, John old. You're not John no, old. You're okay. Just... So, you know, I if I'm in bed at like 10, I'm like, well, this is pretty late. Uh, so, you know, I, I stayed up till like 1130 that I play, which is a big deal for me because I get up at five in the morning usually um, for, for reasons. But, uh, you know, but it was like I was just it's I don't even remember the last time I had this like I'm just dog tired, like just could barely keep my eyes open. But I just had to like keep playing um, and it. It's probably the I think the last games I did that were Red Dead Redemption 2 and Final Fantasy 14, which I both played in 2019. So it's been a solid two years um, and I've only played one, two other games this year. I only played Miles Morales and Life is Strange. That's other than Flight Simulator. That's literally all I've played this year. I just everything I look at, everything I try, I've booted games up and I just I feel nothing. And, you know, and I was worried I was dead inside. So, you know, it, it turns out I'm not dead inside. I think, um, you know, it is a combination. You know, there's some depression, and anxiety, but. I think I was just also looking for a game that really spoke to me on a certain level. And uh, I'm just still uh, the pandemic exacerbated. I'm not interested in um, particularly violent games. I'm not interested in shooting stuff. You know, I used to enjoy a lot of shooters, but I just that's not what I want in a game. And Death Stranding uh, is a really weird game. And I don't know how I'd recommend it or describe it to anyone, but um, I will say as short, aside from one very short kind of hallucination sequence, I haven't had to kill or shoot anything. Um, you know, I could just drive some trucks around. I can ride some bikes around. I could do some deliveries. I can go for a walk. I can listen to some music. Um, I could take in some scenery like it's and it's weird because you don't get a lot of that from the trailers, but it's actually, uh, you know, and I'm playing on very easy, so it's not very stressful. But, um, you know, to to get off my soapbox right away here, it's just uh it's a combination of just a lot of things that I really like in games and it came along at the right time and I'm just really enjoying it. Jeff, Jeff. if you're loving all of those things about Death Stranding, uh, you might also check out, because you can also do all of these things in the uh, classic multi-million selling PC game, Lego Island. <laughs> you know, I I, uh, I think we I posted about it. I saw someone mention that. I don't know if it was in our DM or on Twitter a few weeks ago, but that fucking... I played the shit out of that whenever, God, I must have been only 10 or 12 when that came out. I don't right? remember, but that intro uh, with the fucking pizza. I and need the pizza delivery, delivery dude, the dude with the food. So I actually have a question, Jeff, and this is my only question about Death Stranding. Is it true that you can throw your piss at a ghost? To be honest, I haven't even taken a piss in the game. Actually, that's not true. Yeah. So when you go into a yeah, private room, you can you can. Uh, it's funny. I didn't understand what it was. You could like use the bathroom sitting or standing. I was like, oh, that's weird. He's gonna sit down to take a leak. And I was like, oh, okay. So sitting is one thing, and st but no, I, I so, haven't. I haven't thrown. So anything. you you haven't experienced the haptic pissing yet, is what you're saying? I have not. No, I must have missed that in the. Well, that story. that's a different feature. That's a different feature. That's okay. how you grow mushrooms, and the mushrooms, uh, right, right. when they okay. grow, those grow the bugs that you eat to restore your health. Right. Okay. That all makes of that sense. I promise is true. That makes total. I, sense. I'm not making anything up. So, so okay, so let me true. ask this one, Sarah. So can you throw yes. your piss at ghosts? 
Yes, and once you have so many piss grenades, you feel like you're unstoppable. <laughs> and also, also, if you... Because, like, when you're in the room, if you if you pound a few energy drinks, um, you actually can get a stamina bonus before you go out. And if you if you pound those before you take a piss, it actually, like, gives you a huge multiplier for how many grenades you can make. Well, that's just realistic. So that's so that doesn't even. So what you're me. telling me, like Sam Porter Bridges is sitting around at his own piss and filth. He's pounding energy drinks. He's a gamer. Yeah. Yeah. OK, that, yes. that, that absolutely tracks that. Is, I, I, I wish I had. I'm, I'm glad I asked, but I'm also regretful that I did. Um, I don't want to continue on too far for the Death Stranding <laughs> stuff, but I do want to say really, really fast. Death, uh, Death Stranding was the first game. I'm not just saying this because I, I love Kojima and everything that he's that he's done. It's the first game where I legitimately stopped multiple times whenever the camera would zoom out to play like music and stuff. I would just stop. I would just I do the same thing. I, I, I posted it's, a couple of them to Twitter and I did like the E3 demo where you just slowly pan the camera around. Yeah. Yes. Like, so like I was like, fuck, I just don't want to move. <laughs> yeah, it's there was um, multiple times in that game where I just didn't move. I just let everything happen around me. And I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, Yeah, I, I've been playing it, too. It's all all I've played the past week. So I've had a busy week at work and stuff, but it's been it's been really nice. And I've been playing it actually in the widescreen mode that they added to the PS5 version, which is actually really cool. Um, was it in four it's by actually like three a twenty four? Oh no, it was it was sixteen nine before, but it's a twenty one nine ultra wide. Oh, it's like an ultra wide okay uh, aspect ratio. Um, it has black bars, but because of how it works, you can actually run it at native four K with the black bars, and so you actually get better image quality and the wider field of view. And most games, I probably wouldn't like to play that because you do lose a lot of screen real estate with it. But because of the way that you're supposed to like look at the environment. And like take in these landscapes as while navigating it with Death Stranding and like so much of it is plus built on, you know, the blend of like atmosphere and music you, and you, stuff. It you works also just really well. Justin, you also want a wide frame of view to see as much piss as possible in one shot. John, Unfortunately, they turn off photo mode fetishes, when you man. when you piss. Um, so you, you can't really you can't really get a good angle. Oh, on it. well, talk so much for immersion. And Justin, I think you commented on this. I, you know, again, I, I only played it briefly on PC last year, but I think even from my short time with it, I definitely didn't see as much like stuff from other players, like structures and interaction. Like, and then I started playing on PS5. Yeah, no, like, like half the roads were finished. There's bridges everywhere. It's crazy. P playing this director's cut re-release has actually been so much more fun because like there's a lot of social elements where uh, like you can use structures built by other players. You cooperate with other structure with other players to build roads and like some of the bigger structures and stuff. And those have a huge impact on how you play the game. If there's a road, you can you like you. I mean, it's a pretty much a direct route between your deliveries. Um, you won't lose power on your um, on your bike or your truck or whatever. Um, but people are really interacting with that a whole lot more because I think people aren't just trying to go through the story people understand what this game is now um and like that whole social element is a big part of it and that whole like kind of um asynchronous co-op stuff is a really big part of it and i think people are really like uh you know focusing on that more i know i personally am and it's been it's, it's been really cool it's just been a really fun experience to revisit and uh the director's cut is interesting because it's it's not like there's like one single big addition. It's not like, oh, there's this one huge like expansion area or something. It's a lot of little additions, quality of life improvements and stuff like that just spread throughout the game. Uh, so, it's a really nice update. 
if you uh if you guys don't mind uh i'm gonna talk about what i've been playing next because i think it's gonna be real quick uh i'm essentially i'm not even touching my switch until next friday when that swole comes out uh and i pick it up thank you for reminding me i have that pre-ordered <laughs> i have a pre i have a pre-ordered too i was able to get a pre-order at gamestop um, i want one now and i know i'm not gonna be able to get one. Oh, i want I'm one so... just to play through metroid See, and then, so and then, like, thing, i didn't think i was gonna be able to like afford being able to buy one and then i got a big ass promotion and raise and now i'm not going to be able to get one probably but oh i well. i'm so excited to play uh i mean metroid dread is i'm gonna play it docked 90 of the time anyway so i'm not i'm gonna play it handheld and uh on that sweet new swoled and it's my most anticipated game this year by a country mile like, i'm so excited but i'm not touching any switch games because that's my primary platform i'm not touching any switch games until i get this the you know the oled next week so i've been playing some of my favorite old PlayStation One games. Right now, I'm uh, playing. I'm playing two games at once. I'm playing Front Mission Three, which, if you've never played Front Mission Three and you have access to it, it's a fucking sweet ass tactical mech RPG by Square by SquareSoft. Like, what's not to love? It's a just a great. Derek, you played Front Mission, right? Yes, I love Front Mission. Front I Mission love the. I mean, it's Final awesome. Fantasy Tactics style. It's that like grid based, turn based yep. tactical RPG. You know, so it's got a lot of DNA with like Final Fantasy Tactics, XCOM, Super Robot Wars, and there's. There's so much customization too. There really yes. is. Yes. Customized like legs, the arms and legs, shoulders. Like it's it, it's it's Front Front Mission tactics is such... mech warrior. I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, and it and it's and plus plus Front Mission it's Three. It's such depending a cool on, series. I love that series. Well, and plus like depending on which branch you choose in in Front Mission Three, like aside from a couple of characters and scenarios, they're basically two games in there. Um, they're completely different storylines. Um, but I'm playing that. I'm well. I'm replaying it. I've played it a billion times one of my favorite games but i'm also replaying metal gear solid um and i had forgotten just how fucking horny this goddamn game is Very. Um, <laughs> incredibly this game is so fucking horny like right off the bat when uh naomi hunter which is one like, doesn't matter yeah well like so we're specifically talking about the first one here and uh like it it's right at the beginning too when naomi when uh naomi hunter's like well when you get back maybe i'll let you do a strip search on me and out of nowhere, and Snake is like, oh, I'll hold you to that, Doctor. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and like, like some, like, and then he's that. talking to, and, and, and then he's talking to Meryl, right? And he's like, I can tell you're a rookie from your eyes. And she's like, why? Because they're like afraid. He's like, no, they're soft and beautiful, compassionate. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Snake. Like, d d and then dude, doesn't he recognize her because of her butt or something later? Yeah, yeah, yes. he re he totally. Re well, he won't know. Like, I've never recognized in. a human being by their butt, and I'm an incredibly. Well, it's not that he recognizes her, her specifically, but there's a she's she's in disguise and she's running away, and there's like a like a big slow motion pan on like the sway of her ass as she's running. Uh, and he's like, oh, it's a woman. Like, you could just see it. And, and I'm like, I mean, the okay, funniest well. part about that, too, is it Twinks doesn't exist. like that pan doesn't even work because it's it a PS1 game. So yeah. it just looks exactly the same as all of the other yeah. guards. <laughs> yeah. Although like, there is like it's just a blocky PS1 guard model and it you can't. <laughs> it's like, oh, OK, I guess that I mean, was something. Having, having said that, yeah, some of the. You know, some of the horniness and the dialogue is a little cheesy at times, but there's really nothing like Metal Gear Solid still to this day. Um, you can uh, like replaying, uh, dude, like replaying it. You can you can see its DNA in so many stealth games. Uh, um, 
that, and, it, that, and like its influence is still being felt today. I'm having a fucking blast replaying it. It's um, such a tight game too. Like it's it really like, is perfect. I know like nowadays people would complain it's short, but like it's what like, is it, five or six hours? Like it's it's yeah. just so good. There's no there's not, not even if you know what you're doing, you can do you like can blaze free. through that yeah. fucking game. Yeah, it's just a great fucking game. Um, everything about that game still holds up to this day. I wish they would just like re-release it, um, in in some fashion, give it the love and care it deserves. But I mean, don't care. But no, they no, of course not. Um, but yeah, no, that's what I'm. Uh, that is what I am playing right now. Uh, and I'm having a fucking blast doing it, Derek. Uh, so I have played almost nothing this last week. Again, I'm preparing for. And adjusting to my new job, which has taken me off nights and onto like a traditional Monday through Friday, like wonderful, wonderful shift. I'm, I'm like, I'm enjoying adulthood for the first time ever. Um, but Martha, my wife, has been playing Mass Effect, as I mentioned last time. And yesterday she finished Mass Effect 2 for the first time. Ooh. Yes. So Martha's relatively casual as far as video games go. Like she'll play stuff like Pokemon and Zelda and and like on occasion. And she doesn't play an awful lot. But uh yeah, she's played she's finished Mass Effect 2. She's moved on to three. I think she's out there playing three right now. And my girl saved everybody on the suicide mission for two. I have never so been able to do that. I'm 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 proud of her. I'm proud of her. She she done did it. She is romancing Liara, Stormy. Um she intended to to romance Caden first, but ended up with Liara and went, you know what? I can work with this. So um so I yeah and take the man for her. Yeah. It's uh well but see that's the thing I is she him. sees the value in Caden and that's what's important because Caden yes. anybody who shit talks Caden we we don't have words. Um, Both of us will have words. With that. Yes, I love that man. thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I love you you me and Stormy, but um, but yeah, no, and this is wonderful because like Mass Effect is super special to me. I think it's special to a lot of people. It's a really yeah, special, you think, Eric. You think yeah. it's special to a lot of people? It's a really special trilogy that built this incredible world that people got really into, and it's very cool as she's playing through to talk about. You know, to see her takes on things like, you know, the genophage and, you know, the the Quarians and the Geth and like a lot of these very like socio-political situations in the Mass Effect universe and see her, you know, kind of take a lot of the same stances as me and like we can talk about these things and we can talk about these characters and and their growth and oh, it's just it's just good to share this this sort of thing. And it's I love sharing things that I love with people. So I have tended to um, come home and like work around the house and take care of dinner and stuff and plop on the couch with my tablet and watch something while she's playing Mass Effect. It's been good. I one of my favorite experiences this year is just because of that remaster collection is like listening to people's stories about the first their first time playing yes. Mass Effect after having heard, you know, um, people like like me <laughs> talk about it for so long. Um, as well as my own replay was a, a lot of fun, but like hearing people's stories about like how like the first time going through stuff like the Mass Effect 2 suicide mission and some of these big choice moments um, and everything has just been has been so much fun. And there really just hasn't been anything else like Mass Effect since then. Yeah, I know really even hit the same. even CJ played Mass Effect 1 for the first time. And it just like I know yeah. it really, really hit him hard. Like he was like, I think it was yeah. his game of the year for a it's little heavy. bit at least. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna gonna shout out a friend of ours in the chat, 
Um, our buddy DJ Stormy Gudden, uh, along with his co-host, does a podcast called Reignite about an entire Mass Effect playthrough. And I was there for the episode on Priority Rannoch for Mass Effect 3, which is maybe nice. my most important mission in the franchise to me. Um, and it's a moment I'm deeply looking forward to Martha getting to because it's it's very powerful. That and Tuchanka and also in Mass Effect 3 are like. Just uh. so that's I what I've been doing. Say that Mass Effect 1 came out too early, like I was a little bit too young and I'm aging myself. I know, but I never beat Mass Effect <laughs> 1. I was finally able to beat it and do all the DLC with it and just finally getting to that like uh getting to the credits and hearing that kick-ass song they played yes. during the credits just is so good and i was finally sarah, just able to like move on and i was like yes i can go straight to two and i was like ah this is so good sarah how old were you in 2007 oh fuck uh, can i do the math really quickly <laughs> okay hold on uh please hold martha uh, and i got to bond earlier while we were cooking about how much the opening to three destroyed us when you leave i Earth. was 11 oh god i was 20 out <laughs> I was twenty seven. Was attention. Got random attacked. I was twenty seven. I'm sorry. Fuck. Anyway, totally that was my freshman year in college. Better, I was like fourteen and angry that I couldn't romance Zaid, a fourteen year old, looking at that man. Oh, and, and you've like, got to grow up. And when you've grown up, you've realized that was an awful like taste, no, right? I still want that. No, <laughs> no, that's that's abs- your choices that are technically valid, Sarah's but his type. <laughs> I don't just know. A, that never changed. Just a yeah. Anyway, all right. So I'm I'm God. Sarah, I feel so fucking old now. <laughs> Oh, um, wow. Uh, I play Rainbow Six Siege every night. I have a problem. I play for like two hours and I get angry and it's probably like no one in my solution. building has like reported me yet because I get very angry. Uh, I love that game. I've, ne- I've never been into tactical games in my life ever, but now I'm like popping off and like getting headshots and getting like two MV- MVPs a night. And I'm like massively surprised in myself that I'm actually kind of good at this. Uh, but actual games, I just got that in the mail. I'm going to replay that. I haven't played that since I was like 14, 15 when I first like downloaded DOSBox on like a MacBook and like did my like did like that hacking gif and got it to work. Um, For but listeners, it's on Steam. what are you pointing at? Uh, it's my very hefty collector's box of I I have no mouth and I must scream. Uh, it's the original. It's the actual original game that uh, Night Dive bless them and limited run games made a deal with harlan ellison who's the writer his his estate to get actual physical copies from from like the the vault and That's actually wild. sell them deeply yeah, love that game who it's uh i have a thing for old pc horror games uh obviously yeah. people know i love system shock 2 with all my heart it's also and a super fucked up book it is. sarah <laughs> if yes, you don't talk to book. charlotte you you desperately need to because your tastes are so intertwined like <laughs> I like I just I love and I love studying them and I love knowing how they influence like games now like especially System Shock 2 and the fact that I have no mouth and I am a scream kind of hasn't gotten what it's deserved over the years people have seemed to forget it as almost like a niche classic when it's actually one of the most darkest and just most depressing games ever created uh and it's just it's very good and um quarantine I actually replayed System Shock 2 but I had to play it on like god mode because that game's not easy it's like no. 20 years old and that game's not easy. Um, 
But I am gonna re- I, I am actually going to restart God of War 2018's God of War because I got PS5 updates and I oh, love Brit- that game. Brit- Brittany blesses you from afar. <laughs> uh, I played it when it first came out. I loved it. Uh, Kratos's uh, relationship with Atreus kind of reminded me of me and my dad. So uh, that really hit me pretty hard. I mean, obviously, I, I love my dad and he's great, uh, but it definitely reminded me of me and my dad when I was like growing, growing up a little bit. Like we were always close, but like he was always a businessman. I was always an art person. So we never really like clicked when it came to what I wanted to do and when he finally accepted what I wanted to do. And he's been super supportive. So that kind of hit me. But it got PS5 upgrades and I really want to replay it because uh, I'm so excited for Ragnarok. And uh, I like, yeah, um, other than that, I haven't really been doing much. I beat No More Heroes 3. That's a very good game. Please, please play that game. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm waiting for my OLED to finally pick up uh, Disco Elysium because I'm partially blind, so I can't really see tiny text. And I heard that that was a big issue with the Switch version. So I'm hoping that fixes it so I can finally play that and actually enjoy that game because I tried it. I got like an hour in on PC kind of fell off it because other stuff came out but i had the i had that same issue with uh doki doki literature club uh plus on switch uh, and i'm somebody with like 2020 vision and i could barely read that fucking text like like it's it, like like guys i can't stress if, i'm surprised just, you were going back to ddlc after that stream we did where you like were 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 not having any of it <laughs> oh no no i went back and i was actually like quite disturbed by the by the game as a whole in a good okay. way like like i didn't realize like, you went back and finished it i did and i was Proud like holy you. fuck this is not what i expected at all wow yeah, you see why we put oh. up the content yeah, warnings I, I was like i was like well okay then fuck um but uh yeah got developers get like fire emblem three houses was especially egregious on you've got to stop like, paying attention if uh, we've been uh talking about this with final fantasy pixel remasters forever yeah. right like just because the text looks good on your monitor when you're developing the game and you've got it up on your dev kit like at your desk does not mean it's going to look good on actual hardware and it yeah. blows my mind that this is still a problem we regularly have with mobile and switch games in particular those are the um, worst offenders yep although Absolutely. there's a lot of console games that are still really bad about that too and i don't like their interface is is uh I'm never i'm never gonna pull the lazy devs card but i i think it's just an issue of it not being a priority because it really yeah. it's not lazy it's not it really about is it. not hard to just give you an option to scale or size the text. Yeah, it's yeah. not laziness. It's that it looks great in the environment yeah. that they're doing, and then they just don't think to. Especially and like, like people it, do it, that mm-hmm. all over the place. Well, That's and not, not to, like not to bring up the Final Fantasy re- Pixel remasters again, yet again, but like when you I look at how did, much re- so. I know, but like when you look at how much real estate there is in those blue boxes, with that like guys, <laughs> come on, like. But at any rate. I think it's um, definitely telling when, because I play a lot of visual novels and like Otomes, which are like female dating sims. Yeah. On those, but, yeah. Uh, those have the best like text pixels ever. You could read that shit from miles away. You could tell that they knew their audience was strictly going to be playing it either on handheld like 90% of the time. So you can see it. Perfect. And the fact that I can get perfect text from a dating sim that's originally in Japanese, but I can't get like perfect text. For like a game where like English was the first like dominant language in it is just like I'm glad I'm again, not the only VN and dating sim person on here today. Okay. That's great. That's wonderful. But, Look at us. Yeah, it, it's just it's just I want to be able to see stuff. I don't want to have to hold my switch like up to here because I can't see anything, and I want to play Disco Elysium real bad, but I can't if I can't see. 
Well, we do have uh, we we do have topics to dive into tonight. Um, and did we uh, skip anybody? No, Justin, Justin. No, no, Justin talked about Death Stranding. Oh yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, because okay. that's what he's been playing. Yeah, that, um, that, that's it. That's all I played. Um, so Derek, do you want to kick us off into our first big topic for the night, please, sir? Yeah. Um. So this is going to be an interesting one because I think we want to approach this topic a little differently from how we normally would. Um. So the the base headline for this is that Bloomberg reported. I don't remember the exact number, but they claimed. From inside sources that that X at number least of 11, at least 11, at least 11 developers have 4K switch dev kits, have dev kits for some new 4K capable switch model that they are supposed to be like preparing assets and everything for. And Nintendo came out and denied it. And normally, I mean, I think gaming podcasts, including us would have a tendency to dive in deep with the speculation and what a various insiders said and and do we think that there's a Switch Pro or a Switch 2 or something coming relatively soon? Um, and, and I think we'll talk about a little of that. But to me, I think it's more interesting to talk about. I've seen so many people fight back and forth about like, well, is Bloomberg wrong? Is Nintendo lying? Is, you know, one thing or the other? And... I think this is a great opportunity for us to talk about what these kind of situations mean for you as a random, you know, gaming enthusiast and how you can divine from the tea leaves, right? How you can look at an outlet saying one thing and a publisher saying another and find out where the truth is and and what everything means. Because I think that people try their best to be media literate, but still have a tendency to buy into fan fiction, if that makes sense. So, so to, to kind of kick this off, like, like let's harken back to like people are making a big deal about the statement that Nintendo dropped. Right. Um, but market speak and corporate speak are, are so full of little idiosyncrasies and little, little half truths that you really have to pick this apart word by word. And, and the example I'll use is when, uh, the report came out that, you know, the Wii U was ending production. Like they were yes. shut it down. There were the Wii U's yes. production, and and Nintendo came out in full like, and I'm talking like full. Th- Justin, we were talking about this earlier. Like they came out and yep. full throated fucking said no. Nintendo, like the the Wii U is still in production. We have not ended production of the Wii U. And then like nine days later. They said, oh, well, the Wii U is ending production. And people are like, what the fuck? And I'm like, well, you know what? Technically, at the time, that was true. What that's they said the was true. That's And that's that's mark number one that people need to pay attention to is when companies come out and deny things like this, they will often deny, and Nintendo has a history of this in particular, but you should apply this to almost any company, that the way that they deny something can be suspiciously specific. Right. Um, if Nintendo says we have no plans for a 4K switch, that could mean that it's because it's a switch Two, right? I, and that's, that's the not a 4K there. switch, right? They're not and, and, lying, but we talked about I'll go ahead, Jeff, to 4K, yeah. but not yeah. natively for like, right. Or that it's only upscaled to 4K and not natively 4K. It could mean like, either and, one. And they're technically telling the truth in some. Sorry, form. sorry, John, just before no, you please, go, just, Jeff, please go ahead. 
um, just because we kind of jumped into it without giving the full background, there's a little bit more to this. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is Sorry. at least the third article from Bloomberg uh, within the last year or two that has talked or, spec- or basically reported on the existence of a significantly upgraded Switch, uh, specifically with 4K capabilities, whether that's native or using some uh, similar upscaling algorithm to D- NVIDIA's DLSS. Um, so, you know, this is kind of been an ongoing thing where they've been reporting this and it hasn't materialized and Bloomberg has taken a lot of flack uh, and it's just caused a lot of confusion from a lot of people who, you know, this is a very, um, you know, uh, reputable and well documented. Very reputable. Yeah, yeah, that's another exactly. thing. Bloomberg's a huge, I know that some and of also, the, uh, you go first, Justin. This guy in particular, Dean has, yes, he has a very rock solid track record. Dean Takahashi's yeah. a business one, reporter. Yeah, he's and that's and that's one thing that I think has kind of get gotten lost in this because people seem to be equating him to like Twitter insiders and stuff like that. But like this is somebody with a proven track record. He definitely has connections, especially with supply lines. He has leaked information about PlayStation VR, the PlayStation Five um various uh various slim line releases for um various consoles like this is somebody who has a long track record of talking about stuff that's usually very accurate yeah um and, and like I, I hate and the fact that people think, are going after him for this yeah, like i fucking and, hate it and it's frustrating because I, I i know i know like fans of nintendo are kind of used to be being taken for a ride by people so they're getting extra defensive about it and um you know nintendo actually commenting and it it kind of bums me out because usually it's just a normal we don't comment on rumors or speculation but the fact that they actually tried to straight up deny this is frustrating the the other interesting piece is that zynga which was called out in the report um also specifically denied having these kits because no, well, that's it, I mean, they are absolutely i mean zynga is i mean zynga of course Zynga is going to do that you know like i mean these companies are under massive ndas yeah uh and, and like huge ndas and so of course like nintendo <coughs> i'm willing to bet probably reached out to zynga and other companies were like maybe no. you should put out a statement that says you don't fucking you know because because technically your dev kit like is upscaling 4k so you're not lying you know like but be that as it may do i think and, and, and like here's the real point right like do i think this is a switch pro no probably not because because one like what th- this is the whatever the successor to the switch is if i if i was a betting man What we're talking about here is whatever's going to follow the Switch. And these things, like when the PS4 released, there were already designs being made for the PS5. Like these generations are years. It takes years years to design this hardware. Years into development. Let me put Um, it this way. The Nintendo Switch came out in 2017, right? Yep. Came out in 2017. This year, we are getting a premium the first actual premium redesign of the nintendo switch designed around this big oled screen and better quality joy cons and a better quality switch and build quality and all these other things and it's not more powerful in any way shape or form in terms of its ability to run games we are now five almost five well we're four and a half years in and about to get a premium update that does nothing to the system's internals 
in a way that affects its ability to run games. Something is coming soon because systems don't go for 10 years. And even if it's two years out, right, there are plans for an upgraded switch or a new switch. Probably a new one rather than a pro. Probably a Switch 2 rather than a Switch Pro is what I would guess. But that's not really what's important. What's important is something's on the horizon, right? Whether or not people have it or not, something's on the horizon. Nintendo's denial is suspiciously specific. Whatever it is, Derek, it's going to keep that hybrid model. It's going yeah. to keep that hybrid model. They're, they are locked into that now. There is no going back for them. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but Nintendo well, also has every reason not to let people know that a Switch 2 or Pro or whatever's on the horizon. Because they're, the they're trying to sell you a Switch OLED right now. And there's a lot of people who, if they knew a Switch 2 was coming in two or even three years might not buy the OLED. I never bought a PS4 Pro specifically because I knew I would just wait for a PS5. And that's what I did. So Nintendo wants to minimize that as much as possible. So it is in their benefit as a corporation. They have the motive to try to convince people in as technically accurate language as possible that nothing is on the horizon versus uh, an outlet as big as Bloomberg does not need to chase clicks for news. For It'd sure. be one thing if this was something like Nintendo Life, not to call out Nintendo Life. I, this is not saying they're a bad outlet or anything, but you are a small enthusiast outlet compared to Bloomberg being a fucking but, huge but news like, outlet. Another good example, Derek, and would it's be your also a, Yeah, but this is also a, and also I think it's an important distinction that this is a business branch. Yes. Yes, it too. is. It, and it's a business um, writer. Dean Takahashi. I've got my issues with the man, but like he is a solid business reporter. And that is an important part of the context. And I you will, as an enthusiast need to look at all of these parts to put together what you believe rather than just listening to who's writing the most appealing fan fiction on Twitter.com. I would also because I because I looked at it because it happened like in a chaotic night for me. So I kind of yeah. saw it pass. And I was like, oh, Bloomberg, they're a reputable outlet. My first thought was this has to be true, which I know was a bad first thought. But like, I feel like with a big site like Bloom, uh, Bloomberg, they just wouldn't post something that like someone emailed them telling them, hey, 11 Studios has whatever the hell the Switch Pro is. I feel like he would post that if he knew the sources that was telling him this were truth were truthful and have told them like important things in the past like i may just be a free lancer i don't do like important stuff like that but like i like i wouldn't publish anything if someone just came to me and told it to me but if the sources that have told you in the past stuff being true come to you and say hey 11 studios have whatever the next switch is and it's 4k i feel like he feels comfortable enough to post it and also the fact that nintendo would come out at what like the middle of the night for us and be like Hey, uh, this isn't true. That would instantly well, the, make me think something was true. The timing's a bit suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and also like, there, well, there's uh, another. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, another little wrench to this <laughs> is that literally just just a couple hours ago, some patents were filed by Nintendo specifically about like 4K upscaling, like DLSS, as well as some other like OS level mm. features about like rest mode and yeah. resume and stuff. And like very, very suspicious timing. Like, like 
But like, this isn't something that I think is imminent. I don't think this is something that's no. coming out before. Like, no, I don't think it's coming soon either. I but think like, I think that's also like an important context. Um, yeah, because but like this, the these are early days. This. Yeah, this is like early days, first round of dev kits being being sent out there. Essentially, like there are a few names out there. Like Dean Takahashi is one. Um, however you feel about the guy, Jason Schreier knows what the fuck he's talking about generally when he talks about the stuff. Uh, Patrick Klepek is another, like, 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 like they're like, these guys are the heavy hitters. They are not going to publish anything like sites like Bloomberg waypoint. Like they are not going to publish anything unless they are sure of it. Well, and- um, it, it's just not going to happen. Um, so th- there is a something here for sure. We just, at the end of the day, don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, the, um, the the two things I'll say real quick, John, because I think it builds on what you're saying. I mean, first of all, like uh, kind of to Derek's point, you know, taking all the information and make your own decision instead of, instead of focusing on who said what. And I mean, the reality in this situation, I think, is, you know, like we all discussed and how long ahead these new systems are planned. Uh, it's it, you can very easily figure out for yourself that Nintendo is lying. They obviously have, <laughs> yeah. they obviously have yeah. plans at some level for a new console because why wouldn't they? Because they're not done making consoles. So, I mean, it's very easy to figure that out on your own without, you know, going after anyone writing articles or any companies denying them. And the other piece is kind of to what John said, you know, you've got these reputable outlets and, and reporters and stuff that, you know, are so well sourced and trusted, but things change as well. And I think, uh, I think, um, you know, these major outlets do their homework uh, and have better sources and do more fact checks before they run things. But we see it with, you know, uh, there are some legitimate people with inside information who, you know, are wrong sometimes. And even these big outlets get it wrong. Um, And I think the, you know, the important thing to remember is that things change and all these outlets can do is report on the information they receive at the time, which may be accurate. That does not mean that it's accurate six months later, especially while we're still in a pandemic. So when you look at you know articles that Bloomberg ran earlier in the year, talking about a 4K switch plan for release this year, that may have been accurate in February or March, but it doesn't mean that things didn't change between now and then. And it doesn't mean that their report was wrong or that their information yeah. was wrong. It just means that's no longer the case. And they can't predict the future. It could also genuinely be that they knew about the Switch OLED in some capacity and knew about this 4K Switch and conflated the two as one the same upgrade, right? And it Mm -hmm. it ended up being that the Switch OLED was a premium revision, but wasn't the 4K model. Um, And I think, like, too, it's worth acknowledging, like, what is it that people are excited about about this? The people that the thing that people are excited about about this announcement is there's a new, more powerful Switch coming. And the thing is, that's been true for a long time. It's been true since the Switch came out. Technically, a new, more powerful Switch has basically been coming since the Switch was a success. Um, for sure, one hundred. You know, Bloomberg's People not just giving want you it a, now. Yeah, Bloomberg's <laughs> yeah, not giving you a date a with this recent report, and it does stand to reason that if it's coming anytime soon, which it should be, with the Switch being four and a half years old, that it would be coming soon. That people would probably and have also, dev, kit, dev kits sometime soon. This is not like somebody leaking controller details of the NX, right? And us having to decide, like, well, is it reasonable <laughs> for that stuff to be realistic or not? This is really basic stuff. Hey, there's a more powerful switch. It can do 4K in some way, and it's coming 
I don't know. Sometimes and soon. devs are working on it. Yeah, De- that's and devs not are a lot of details. It. Like, yeah, it's it's basically the equivalent of like when somebody runs an article like, oh, you know, I'm just pu- pulling something out of my head. Like, oh, Naughty Dog working on their next game. It's like game developer yeah. making you a know, new I he- game. I heard Marvel's yeah. making <laughs> more movies. Like, <laughs> sure they are. It's also, it's also incredibly interesting because a lot of studios are still working from home and will be working from home for the next. For, for the foreseeable future yeah. and my thought just goes back to when the last of us 2 came out and a play tester who was testing the game at home not related to the company just streamed the entire game because they didn't give a shit about ndas so for me it's a matter of time until what if one of these devs either just says fuck it and takes a picture kind of like how the uh how the how the PS5 dev kits got leaked yeah, and people yeah, joke yeah, yeah. that they look yeah. like pizza. A lot of orders. a lot of leaks come from like families and kids too, right? Yes. Like a kid yeah. walks into dad's room and like, oh, what's this? I'm yeah, gonna, so gonna, it's like hey, it's my dad's yeah, I remember so and so pass it, it on. I remember there was one with the Xbox 360, I think, like a couple months before release somebody had brought like a test unit home and like their kid posted on like Facebook or something, a bunch of pictures. Oh, wait, no, this was before Facebook. So I think it was probably like MySpace or something. So it was posted on like MySpace, a bunch of pictures of them playing with an Xbox 360 before it came out. Also, like, yeah, with, so it's like with the this, like ID numbers and stuff. This is this is a matter. And, I, and I'm not saying this to be like threatening. I'm not like, all right, someone do it. Like I'm saying, like, it's only a matter of time yeah. for you last. Someone someone's kid or someone becomes a disgruntled employee and just takes pictures of it. It goes on Reddit or like makes like a throwaway Twitter account and is just like, here's the dev kit so you guys can shut up. Like, also, I'm going to be responsible real quick, by the way. And anybody listening to this who may have access to such things, <laughs> don't fucking do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> NDAs are real. Nintendo ninjas are real. They wear very nice suits. I've met them. <laughs> When Derek looks into the camera, you know you, you know he's being fucking serious. Honor your fucking NDAs. Like so so I've I will play test NDAs and those scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, like Can we can, can we just can I shout out fucking uh Assassin's Creed for for leaking on an airplane for like literally every wait, iteration wait. of the franchise? Wait, I forget this or I just like disassociated. It, no, it's seriously it's almost no, every seriously. year. It's it's on it's on a plane it's on an airplane a train or something. Somebody's somebody's got like marketing materials that they just like somebody's just out. working and on somebody, the new game I, on their laptop yeah. that's and open for everyone just to walks see. Find snaps a photo of and they're like, oh hey, that's literally how like what like I mean I'm not exaggerating like it five, was like three, three or four games. in a row. Yeah, it, it was like it, three it was four. Fucking <laughs> madness! It was madness. And so it was Assassin's Creed three, uh, Assassin's Creed four. Remember three? Uh, I don't remember what, four. What, Whatever came after, uh, whatever came after four, and there was one more after uh, that. We had Rogue and, and Syndicate you, at the same time, uh, right? Yes, and all these fucking things leaked on a goddamn plane, and every fucking year, people are just like, "Oh, look, this guy's working on an Assassin's Creed game." Let just made a, a wonderful joke in chat that Ubisoft is so happy nobody is flying these days 
And I just want to I just want to <laughs> shout that joke out because it's too good it's to really be left good. in text it's form. A solid only. fucking joke. Like, it's like very Justin's good. Head, they're the only company leaking less now, and it's <laughs> true. I feel like we haven't got nearly as many Ubisoft no, leaks. I'm not, last year. I'm not even kidding. Like usually, every single Ubisoft thing leaks, and I'm, it's, uh, it's actually Ubisoft slowed down lately. So. Some dipshit conspiracy uh, or conspiracy theorist is going to listen to this and say Ubisoft engineered the the, the pandemic. Oh my god! Like you know, it's going to fucking happen eventually oh well they I'm did not john saying i'll do it but i live close to ubisoft's <laughs> sf offices i can just go push my face against the glass and just be like so what, so what are you doing <laughs> just be like so what are you doing i work well when just i'm in so the office fun. when i'm in the office i work right Hi, beside folks. the bioware tower and they just always have their blinds drawn like every of course day. <laughs> oh you're not seeing these uh, jeff, dragon age romances jeff, i'm sorry you, jeff pose as a pose as a pizza delivery man you can even use the you can even make use of the classic pizza time uh, line and uh, see if you can get in the Bioware Tower and get us some of those trade I, secrets. I get think I'm allowed those. to say I actually got uh, we got a tour of the building because our companies kind of um, shared some of the space. Uh, yes, but it's it actually really they cool. were very yeah. selective with what uh, they showed us. Also, John, that would require them to actually be working on Mass Effect or Dragon Age right now. And so far, they've only got title screens. So, yeah, Jeff is an insider <laughs> confirmed. You heard it here. Bioware Insider, um, but uh, no. So, uh, so quick, we, I have a quick topic I want to transition to. Yes, what's that? That I think would be funny. We're just um, fucking around in circles at this point. Oh, is yeah, this the Konami yeah, thing? Is this the Konami thing? Yeah. So, so Konami released um, a new game today. Um, so they re rebranded <laughs> their uh, pro evolution. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, tr- we're no, we're getting to, to that. So uh, they rebranded their Pro Evolution oh Soccer my series. God. Um, I just looked it up. Uh, we're we're getting there, John. Wait, Hold on. Um, <laughs> so they rebranded their Pro Evolution Soccer series as e football, which is now a free to play title. Um, it is it is on mobile, PC, and consoles. Uh, it launched today. So this was this. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to actually just get the information out before I get to the, even the I funny can't. part. We're not. We're not even there yet. Um. So, uh, this is supposed to be a big, a big moment for the series. Uh, so the game released today, and it has already set a record. The record for the most disliked game on Steam. That's right. Nothing else has gotten more negative reviews than Konami's oh God, eFootball. These faces. these faces! Hang on a second. I'm going to show some of this stuff on screen. Please do. I don't... I can't fucking believe what I'm looking at right now. So, uh, as you might be able to tell, it's, it's oh. not great. Uh, <laughs> uh, there are take a, a lot of bugs. The character models are wretched. Uh, oh my there god! Are nine, there are nine teams in total. Oh my um, god! There is what one the game fuck? mode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh shit! I got a fucking tweet to post in chat. Um, got- yeah. So again, this is just. I just want to remind people uh, when they say. This this guy. Um, I just you should check this out. But I uh, I do want to remind, remind people that 
Derek, Derek, this is gonna be the worst thing to listen to ever. By the way, Derek, like this entire section tweet. is. Derek, click on the tweet that I just posted in the uh, in the uh, podcast chat, or not that, or, or in the Twitch chat. You have to yes. click on that shit. Yes. <laughs> these are the these are weirdly the highest and lowest quality models I've seen. <laughs> Oh my God. Look up the crowd pictures. Where Look up the crowd pictures. You <laughs> what the fuck, Pat? Like, this is God. this this is fucking incredible. This is the Fantastic. greatest thing. <laughs> so again, reminder to anybody who's clamoring for Konami to make a new Silent Hill or Metal Gear, just keep this in mind Justin. because this was the Justin. one series that they were still making. <laughs> Justin, this is already this. Silent Hill from the image I was just looking at. Like, already <laughs> this is Silent the Silent Hill, Hill right here. <laughs> All right, I think, I, real quickly, I think the uh, those NBA 2K face scans from a few years ago. Uh, I'm way gentler on bit, them now. But this is close. Derek, See, Derek, I would argue with you, Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Click that. Six Vegas, where you could like put your face using like the Xbox camera, <laughs> and there was some wonderful results. I, I'd say that's pretty high up there. I, I posted another another link in the Twitch chat. It's, you have to watch this really little. Good. This, this I'll little have clip. to watch it later. But yeah, to anybody, it's... if you want to watch a good glitch reel. Oh my god, this is there's a lot. This is my um, this entire game is my new fucking spirit animal. Like th this is. How Why are they all in the goal? This? Why are all of them in the goal, John? <laughs> That's oh. the smooch corner. It's it's like Smash Brothers. Everyone is here. Somebody smashing. Like, everyone is here. This is <laughs> this is this is my new. F I have to stream this now. I have to stream this, John. Do why would you spend money on this? It's free, free to play. play Do you? Eric. Oh, that's not good either. Um, do you even know the rules <laughs> to soccer, John? What's that? Do you even know the rules to soccer, John? You, could, you put the ball in the net. That's not really enough. No, that's but okay. literally what happens in soccer. You that's put the ball enough. in the net. That's all you need to know. Derek, I'm not. I would. I'm not going to stream this to 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 play a, a serious game it of soccer. Maybe I, three times a, in a 90 minute match, John. Like I saw Quiet Man's on sale today. Oh, Quiet Man no. is on three sale. Bucks. Did you say I, Quiet Man? I was going the Quiet Man. <laughs> After the Quietman. The Quietman. After the podcast, I was going to play some Front Mission 3, but now I am going to fucking just look through this entire thread of eFootball 2022. You know, John, you needed a horror disasters. game to stream uh, during October, and I think you found it. No, that's not no, a bad idea. You know what? We're not even offering the right things. It's Tokyo Game Show. There's a lot of great dating sims on sale. Just don't. Just you know what? Just go spend like yeah. three. Just spend like three bucks. Where where this is free. Pick up the house in Fata Morgana, please, and have an actual <laughs> no, time. No. Even even better, have a man named a Herlock Sholmes attempt to sweep you off your yes. feet. It's great. Have some it's dumb great. fucking himbo uh, be wrong all the time. Oh yeah, Derek. <laughs> playing you, playing playing Great Ace Attorney Derek? was exactly like being on this podcast because there's just a very large, very handsome idiot who's wrong very loudly all the time. <laughs> That's fair. This is, this, that's is, fair. this is the chaos that you've caused having me on. No, that's fair. Derek, that's fair. Can we that's move to our last topic chaos. for the benefit of our audio listeners? Yeah, we yeah. our other topic. Anyway. I forgot. 
I I, I, I got I super wrapped up in eFootball. Sony and Bluepoint. That, mm-hmm. okay, I, I'm, yes. I'm not going to lie. I got so can wrapped I, up. In, I'll, I'll intru- I'll, can I introduce go, No, no, please go ahead. Yeah, also yeah, yeah. Talk about the, I'll also talk about the other. Um, well, the lead Next, up to this. I think this you know and, more about the other acquisition yeah, than I do for sure. And the other so. acquisition this week. So uh, Sony has acquired two more studios this week. Uh, one of them is Blue Point Studios, which they accidentally leaked on their own uh, Japanese June, right? play. <laughs> Uh, a uh, PlayStation Twitter account um, a few months ago. Yeah, uh, it was the day that they um, were supposed to be announcing the Housemark um, acquisition. That's right. And whoever was in charge of the PlayStation Japan social media uh, account uh, put an image welcoming Bluepoint to the family Oops. on the Housemark tweet. Um, it was quietly deleted and replaced, but there was never any statement from Sony or Housemark on it. Or, so, or so sorry, that person or no longer has a job on it um, until today, where they did confirm that Bluepoint has joined uh, PlayStation Studios and is now um, working on um, something original, um, some original content for their next uh, their next game, uh, which, you know, implies it won't be a remake, but maybe it's um, something in, you know, another Sony series. I, uh, yeah, they didn't say an original then, IP or game, which they said it's original content. They the said point origi- is they're, they're not remaking game. something, probably. They're not That's, remaking something. They're doing something uh, new, which I think makes a lot of sense. I think just acquiring a studio to make remakes doesn't make too much sense, because if you don't want to do any remakes anymore, it doesn't make sense for either either that studio or you um to have them so i think i think it makes sense but also uh this is another weird one and this one was pretty small but fabric studios was acquired by fire sprite studios who sony acquired uh a few weeks back weird situation basically fabric and fire sprite are owned by the same guy um fabric was just a small team of about 15 that worked um they did support for several of fire sprites games as well as releasing two of their own um little indie titles that were decently well received um but they are now officially joining fire sprite as fire sprite manchester worth pointing out that the way acquisitions work because i i mean my company does a lot of acquisition um related they like Probably the acquisition by Fire Sprite was already in the works when that's, Sony. That's what it, them. that's what it that's what yeah. it seemed like. Basically, basically, Fabric was already getting acquired by Fire Sprite, but mm-hmm. the Sony acquisition of Fire Sprite went through before Fire Sprite's acquisition of Fabric. It just makes for um, hilarious PR. So what are just, these just, studios? I'm not familiar with either. So Fire Sprite um is actually huge including fabric now there are 265 people with three teams holy crap um that's a lot of people and i know zero games they've done and um so so a lot of them have been um they've done a lot of support work on big games and stuff for a while they've worked very closely with guerrilla games in particular on um the killzone series and i think they also did a bit on horizon as well they released the persistence which was a vr fps that was very, very well received. Um, I think there's also a version of it that now you can play without VR um, that came out last year. And that was like that was very well received. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but that was kind of like the big thing that they released. They were working on Star Citizen for a while, but it does not seem like they are working on Star Citizen anymore. That's a name um, I haven't heard of. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they, they were contracted to work on 
on some multiplayer modes for Star Citizen for a while, but it seems like currently they have three different projects that they're working on, a VR project, a multiplayer shooter, and a dark narrative game. Uh, so the Fire Sprite's going to be big. Um, Fabric is just a small studio that, w- that worked very closely with um, Fire Sprite, and so they're just going to be a different... Basically, they're going to be like another satellite studio for... So, so this is a studio that's got a and lot of Fire people Sp- but hasn't done anything big yet. So whatever comes from them in the future could be anybody's guess. And also, like I mean, the biggest stuff- thing right now is they're doing an enhanced version of Persistence, which the is coming Persistence. out for That everything. was the game I mentioned, yes. Yeah, it's coming out um, for everything, and it's going to be made for PlayStation 5 on PlayStation VR. I don't know if that means, like, the new VR that's coming out. It doesn't say. But no, it, it, it's a it's a it's a regular PSVR game. It's okay. been out for a while. But so the, so the, the thing, the other thing about Fire Sprite is that this is kind of the third time they've been acquired by Sony because a lot of the founders and long term people at Fire Sprite were initially uh, Cygnosis, which was acquired oh, in the early nineties. Okay, uh, and created Wipeout. Yeah, then that stu- Wipeout. that studio got shut down, reformed. And then got bought out by Sony and was Studio Liverpool for a while, which then got shut down. Re-spor- re- they reformed as Fire Sprite in 2012, and now they're back at Sony. <laughs> so the so I, I have mixed emotions about the um, the Blue Point stuff. Not about them being acquired by Sony. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it didn't happen longer, or, or, or I'm surprised it took this long. What I'm a little. <sighs> What I'm a little just sad about is the fact that they're not going to be remaking and remaking an older game. And I've said before that I think it would be really cool for Blue Point to, 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 to get to it. do something no, no, new, no, though. Well, no, no, they do. Yeah. They're they making they, Demon Souls too, John. No, they're not. Um, it, so, Bloodborne so, too. No, um, there's no fucking way. Um, but like I was saying, like you know, I, I'm very happy that, that that they are going to apparently get the chance to strike out and do something. Uh, their own creatively at the same time you can't deny that when it comes to remaking older games they are the best in the fucking business um they they know ex- they are so i mean if you have go back and play if you haven't played go back and play the original shadow colossus and then play the remake and just prepare to be fucking amazed I have mixed opinions on that one actually but like or like demon souls is demon another souls is pretty fucking, straightforward yeah um oh, they also know, did so, release sales numbers for demon souls the demon souls remake i saw that was like 1.4 million or something right? over 1.4 million copies since release which considering there's like a little over 10 million ps4 ps5s out there and demon souls is a pretty hardcore game that's and also blue points only like 70 between 70 and 90 people so it's not a huge team i remember pretty good numbers for that about a month ago Derek called me and he goes john i was like what's up bud he goes john the man eaters john the fucking man eaters it doesn't look here's the thing it's (laughs) demon souls is the worst of the souls games that's not to say it's a bad game although no that's no no, that's accurate that's it's not there's a lot of parts of it that are extremely not good but it hasn't so so dark souls i think like dark souls was the purest form of the souls games right like that that was that was dark souls and bloodborne are from software at its prime like demon souls was them still trying to figure the formula out and what blue point did was they remade the game from top to bottom with brand new pretty visuals and didn't touch anything else which is fair 
but at the same time, a lot of those issues were still there. But see, if I was somebody um, at Bluepoint, I wouldn't want to keep doing remake after. I mean, they've, that's all they've done, and eventually, so, you want to make something, right? I got. Uh, I just wanted to add a couple things to that because I think it's really relevant to what you guys were saying. Like the, um, I get John's point. You know, uh, or Bluepoint has historically been one of the best in the business. It's in like terms them of and Night Dive, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think over the last five years, as companies have realized how lucrative remakes and remasters can be, um, there's still some phoned in ones, but I think the overall quality has gotten better. We had a crazy good Saints Row, the third remaster, um, a couple years ago. I've never put the Mass Effect remasters were incredibly well done. I think that was Bioware in-house. I think... In a way, I think Bluepoint paved the way and proved that if these are done well, um, they can be really successful. And I think there's more studios now than there was, you know, when Bluepoint was doing the Uncharted collection and stuff like that. I think there's more high quality remakes, and I think most of that is owed to Bluepoint. And I think we're at a point now where Bluepoint can move on and we can still get some of these re high quality reimaginings of games. And the other thing I was going to add, um, just because I want to frame it a little bit, because I, I know, John, you talked about them doing new stuff. One interesting thing, and I'm I'm never one to read too much into quotes and wording and verbiage and things like that, but I find it interesting that their um, statement, which I think I read this one from IGN, uh, they basically said, our next project, we're working on original content right now. We can't talk about what it is, but that's the next step in the evolution for us. And I, I just find it interesting that they talk about original content when a lot of times you hear announcements working on original IP or an original game or something like that. And then they talk about another step. Um, you know, I, I think it's not unreasonable to suggest that possibly uh, they're working on new content for an existing product, whether it's one of their own or someone else's kind of as a way of, you know, it's, they're not going, they're not being completely thrown to the wolves with coming up with everything on their own, but you know, they still have a foundation to work with. Um, whether that's Demon Souls DLC, I know a lot of people were wondering about the, I know a lot of people were wondering about that. I'm not again, I, I really too. don't want to like go down the the speculation rabbit hole, but it seems very plausible that this could be it, a Demon Souls DLC or something that's not a, similar to that. That's not a bad thought, actually, Jeff, because there was that'd a lot be of a good about way that to that would be a good way to test their viability to doing their own mm-hmm. from scratch you know, Demon Souls 2, which like, frankly, I think Sony would really love if they could get away with it, you know? I mean, I mean, plus it wouldn't, I mean, it would be entirely built from scratch by them, but I'm sure they would consult from. Oh, I'm sure. Like, be like sure. okay, what did you guys yeah. want? There's a lot of be? stuff. What can we take there's from a lot what of you wanted it to be? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of information about what that sixth arch stone was going to be in Demon Souls, which I think is why people are kind of like chomping at the bit so much for Watch. it, because we we do actually have a decent idea of it. I, I, I do think I'm not exactly thinking it's going to be DLC, but like I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they take on like a smaller scale game, um, you know, in maybe one of Sony's other lesser known IPs or something that we haven't seen for a while, um, which I think would be really cool because I like I'm not one of those people that's super against remakes. I I actually think games in particular kind of need remakes more so. Yeah. Uh, I I think games kind of. No, sorry, go. Need kind. I think for games, it's really tough to go back and play some old releases of stuff, you know, uh, when there are better versions of stuff out there. But I do think I think it would be cool if maybe 
we see more um, small. Sm- I mean, Blue Point is a well-known team at this point, and now they're owned by Sony, so they're not exactly small guys anymore. But um, I'd like to see some other teams kind of take on some of these IPs we haven't seen in a while and kind of bring them back in a new way instead of just remaking one that already exists. I mean, uh, Night Dive was working on System Shock 3. Yeah. And they got um can't remember the dude's name. Uh uh big PC guy from the nineties, blanking on the name. Uh they got him to come back out of retirement to direct it. John and Romero? No. No. Uh absolutely. I was not. thinking, I was thinking uh, he was from the nineties. Warren Spector. Yeah, Warren they got Warren right. okay. they got Warren Spector to come out of retirement to direct it, and it's getting major console releases, but that's up in some weird Limbo Tencent owns the rights to the game now, but it's still with Night Dive. But they don't have a publisher because all their publishers keep going bankrupt for some weird cursed reason. But it's like I'd I'd see Night Dive more as a preservation studio because they're preserving the games that we can't get working on, like next gen PCs at the moment. Blue Point, I see them more as a remake studio, but they're remaking games for the modern era they're adding like they're not not that they're making the games easier but they're making the games more accessible for people instead of like oh can you get a ps3 right now can you get a ps2 to play like shadow of the Colossus? can you get a ps3 to play like demon souls while it's not that hard you go back to those games and you're like oh it's a little bit rough you you play the demon souls re remake slash re, remaster now that thing fucking is smooth like that's the best way to play that game and i'd argue shadow shadow of the colossus is the same way that's the best way to play to play that game especially for for people wanting to get into those who weren't into them before do i want them to do new stuff yes do i also want them to kind of be like uh like i'm not i'm not saying blood bloodborne 2 cuz that's just crazy but like do i want to s- see them do something from like an old sony property you know like, i just had their own thing make it yes I, I i can't get this image out of my head sarah but like blue point comes out and says we've opened the sixth archstone in demon souls like no, who knows what lies beyond and you go in and it just plays the rickrolled meme <laughs> but wait i hate you but wait, i just totally had this idea and i'm freaking out the fucking infamous what if they're doing another infamous? What if they're doing a reboot of that fr- franchise somehow? I, and I just saying that because I would lose my mind. I would most likely cry because that's Sears that got me to buy. I'm going to be the, I'm gonna be the wild person here and I'm going to say ape escape. Hmm. It's not true. It's not happening. No, it's 100% not happening. I'm, I'm going mean, to put my fictional money down on ape escape and, and you can put laugh $5 of that fictional. I just want to say like, yeah. I think. You know, on the topic, whether it's Bluepoint or someone else or anyone, I think the idea of adding new content to really old games is really fucking cool and doesn't happen a lot. Like we had, you know, there was a Sarah was just talking about Night Dive and look at what they did with uh, was it Quake Two or yes. it was it Quake One? Was it, it was Quake, Quake One Remaster? Um, and yeah, it was Quake. Was they added machine the Machine Games did some of the work on it as well. Yes, yes, Machine Games actually. So this was actually a project the Machine Games had done in-house, kind of just as just a fun thing they did in-house. Um, they've talked about it a few times, but Night Dive actually ported that out. And now there's like a whole new um, there's a whole new act of Quake made by Machine Games in the Quake re-release. Legend of Dragoon 2. 
Yeah, no. Rich cubs. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to fucking happen. I don't know. I, I think it's a really cool way to modernize and bring back games, possibly to a new audience or to people that played them a long time ago, and you know, bring them up to speed and make them available on modern consoles. But also adding new stuff. Um, it's kind of like a best of both worlds. It's not. Uh, it's probably viewed a little less cynically as a cash grab. It's. It's kind of. Um, I don't know. It's. It's a really interesting idea, and I'd like to see it explored a little bit more. It also makes you very curious. I, I, I tend to agree with you guys in, in that I, I... No, Sarah, go ahead. No, sorry. I was going to say, it makes you very curious that PlayStation bought them. So we obviously know Night Dive's not doing anything owned by right. Microsoft, or I'm just saying this to be like blunt, but like by, by, by Nintendo. So whatever they're doing, we know for a fact, if they're doing new content onto an old title, it's going to be a PlayStation title. We know yes. that. It for could sure. be a, yeah. third, a third party playstation's been known to do that or it could be their own thing so we can thankfully I, narrow down what they so might be doing it's so, not so, metal gear solid no, no it's not it's not <laughs> the thing may, is, may we, pose a suggestion not though it's not we don't know may i pose a suggestion well, somebody Siphon like filter. a couple of journalists have actually Siphon specifically filter. said it's it's not metal gear siphon filter siphon filter siphon filter or no. tenchu both less likely than ape escape yeah. Dude, yeah. Siphon I don't filter think Siphon Filter's more? coming back. I don't think so. Really? I mean, I mean, Days Gone is literally a Siphon Filter game. Yeah, yeah that's like, literally, that game I mean, literally is. Alert, it's <laughs> literally a Siphon Filter game. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Justin Jesus. So we are uh, getting close to the, the end of our time here. Um... And to be honest, we could probably take it off a few minutes early there because I'm tired. I'm sweepy. Dad is dead dead sweepy. Um, So, so yeah. So we've got shirts coming uh, the weekend of Extra Life. We have that limited edition whiskey glass that you'll be able to purchase. Uh, We will come up with a a good price for the shirts. We're not going to charge an arm and a leg for you guys. We just want you to have the fucking shirts and wear them um so so we will we will keep you updated but those will be able to those will be available for you to purchase it is important to fund our fight against the gamers it is absolutely the gamers will be fucking destroyed if i have anything to say about it we will Um, stop them and soon i i I, we will be the only gamers left standing um i haven't played a video game in weeks john i'm i'm not a gamer are you technically not a gamer anymore Derek? i'm not a gamer anymore he, it's been three weeks since control. I played he's a video game. He's hung up his game. controller and G Fuel. Yeah. It, <laughs> no, I actually NFT still enthusiast. drink G Fuel at work, which is One, weird, but okay. Like, but but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Like ten years from now, or like twenty years from now, when Derek's in his forties, Derek's gonna be in his twenty in his mid forties, twenty years from now, and all of a sudden, From Software is gonna release a brand new Armored Core game. And Derek's gonna go. Uh, Derek's gonna be sitting at his desk. Back in. No, no and time. Derek's gonna be like. And he's going to turn around in his chair, unlock the drawer on his desk, open it up. And there's going to be an old, dusty can of G-Fuel there. Okay, yeah, and, he's, and he's going to say, one more time, old one friend. One more time, old friend. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. And by the way, when Derek's in his mid-40s, I'll be in my fucking 60s. So that's a nice thought. No, um, you won't. I'm 30 and you're 41. I'm young. 20 years. Okay, okay you're right. I'll be close, though. I'll be close. Well, sure. I'll be close. That's a really sad thought. That 
that really depresses me. Um, so uh, a couple of a couple of real quick things. One, uh, go check out Sarah. Uh, at, she's writing all over the place at Movie Phone, and uh, Sarah's just Sarah has a big future uh, in in games journalism for for real. Like I'm not even fucking around. Um, and we are just so proud of how far you've come for real. Seriously, like it's been Don't an make absolute me cry, joy. Please, no, it's been an absolute joy watching your career uh, grow the way it has. And cry and, and, for us. What I said, uh, what I said at the beginning of the podcast, like I meant it, like, you know, like you, you've got much bigger things in store for you than, than, than what's happening now. So it's going to be really interesting to see what your career looks like two, three, four years from now. Um, so keep on kicking ass, keep on, keep on doing your thing. Uh, we, we couldn't be happier for you. Uh, don't forget we have, uh, we have extra life coming up, um, the first week of November, uh, we are going to be doing a 24-hour Nuzlocke, um, and uh, I, it's going to be a fucking beautiful disaster. And the day before that, we're going to be doing some Mario Party, right? Like uh, Hell new yes. Mario Party. We're going to be streaming the new Mario Party for you guys. Maybe we'll even do a little Jackbox. Who fucking knows? But we're gonna we're gonna do something to get the community involved uh, as well. And oh, <coughs> Derek, we're going to be combining efforts with Finn this year as well. Yes, yes. Life. I need to figure out how to do that in the the back end, but that's the thing we're gonna do. Yep. So because yeah, because Finn has been tradition. Finn's been doing his own extra life thing since before SDGC existed. Uh, so we are gonna we are going to combine those two things this year and raise a shitload of fucking money for the kids for the yeah, kids, we are. Derek. Yeah, for we the are kids. for the kids. We're not gonna let the kids down. We can't yes. let the kids down. One um, final point of order um, is that starting with next week's show. We are going to start restricting the chats yes. to only those who have their uh, Twitch has set up a new method to help combat the hate raids where you can restrict commenters to only those who have verified their email address or their phone number, uh, I believe. But hmm. we're, we're going to take that option. Uh, we just we have to. It's for the safety yep. of us, it's for the safety of our guests, especially and others in our community. Uh, these these hate raids are are have have kept me personally from streaming at all uh out of out of fear because i don't want to deal with that as a queer and and a gender person um so we're going to be doing that starting next week so if you are a regular viewer and commenter uh you know those are your options is get something verified or or watch but don't chat and i'm sorry but it's just something we've got to do. Just, just start like, a, you know what? Just start like a, do a throwaway email. Like if you don't feel comfortable using your phone number, which I wouldn't um, just do like a stupid throwaway email. That's all. Um, yeah. But but try, but it, it, it's 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 for the good of the channel. Um, and uh, honestly, like it's the uh, it's for the good of everyone, to be perfectly honest with you, um, because it's only a matter of time before some of those big fucking uh, hate raids find their way to smaller channels like us. Um, and that's just not something we're going to deal with. We're not going to put up with that shit. Nope. Uh, uh, nope, not at all. Um, but that is all we have for tonight. Again, shirts and glasses coming uh, for extra life this year. Uh, we're going to be doing some spooky game streams. Um, and it, they are going to start on Saturday night when uh, I am going to start streaming Fatal Frame Two: Crimson Butterfly. Uh, right here on SDGC, twitch.tv slash SDGC, or official SDGC, um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I love Fatal Frame 2. It's one of my favorite horror games of all time. And I'm really excited to be to be finally fucking replaying this. It took I me a while. To play. I Go should ahead. stream the PS3 Siren game. 
Is that Blood That's, Curse? You know what? I haven't played that actually. Yeah, Blood Curse. No, I think Blood Curse was the first one. It's no, like Blood, a remake no. of the first it, one. There's oh, a remake. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I never got <laughs> it was into set that up, one. It was it's like a remake ep- slash reimagining of the original. And yeah. It was like said. It was like an episodic deal. Well, they all um, are. So yeah, okay, all right. I didn't realize. Well, the first no, I one think was it, I think at well. the time it released as an episodic thing, and then you could buy the whole thing when you it can. came out. Oh, I see what you, you mean. Can. Okay, yeah. I was thinking like you the can. campaign structure because you know back to the very first one, you had like one character, you know, and then another character, and you kind of did, you know. Anyway, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll we'll stream some spoopy games. What might even do a little phasmophobia, little team phasmophobia, I don't have phasmophobia. So. I'll get it. Also, for you. I don't know if I was fun to play with. All I did was run around and yell at, you at did. not, 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 not like I'm scared, but just like, what's up ghosts. Yeah, that's true. You it's did do your that. Boy. Yeah, it's me. your boy. Like I just <laughs> zero fear. Just like, damn, there he is. He's about to murder me and I'm dead. So. Well, maybe we won't play that with Derek. Yeah. Ruining all our fucking spooky. I'm fun. the worst half rate- of Buzzfeed unsolved. <laughs> At any rate, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys uh, tonight. As always, remember, kindness costs nothing. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next week.